Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to be answering, actually, a listener question that came in. Somebody wanted to know how to lean into an editorial element, a slap in the face, if you will. And we felt like this was something that we really wanted to unpack and make an entire podcast out of. So... Mm -hmm. Listener, this one is for you. Kelsey Wobbler. Yes. This is for you, sis. Kelsey Wobbler, we are answering your question. And I think it's a good one because we know so many of the people that listen are interior designers themselves and interior design enthusiasts. And sometimes you just don't dare take that big, bold step or you don't know how to incorporate that thing into the room. And so we're going to tell you how we do it. And I wish you guys were on the other side so that we could have this conversation out loud, but um, you guys can listen in and feel free to obviously always send your questions in. We love hearing from you. We love knowing what's working. We love knowing what you want to know, maybe what we haven't covered. So always send those to dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Now, speaking of being on the other side, yes, we have a little event that we're going to be throwing on October 6th, y'all. Yep. It's we, and we're doing a Dear Alice live event, and that's not on Instagram live. This is an in person in our showroom here in Utah um, event where we want you to come to us. We're, we're inviting you to come, and uh, we have about 65 tickets. Is that mm -hmm. right? So it'll be a really intimate, intimate group. Um, where we're going to show you all about the art of gathering and how to get your house ready for the holidays. So, yep, get ready. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Jess? Well, it's just in time. So it's October yes. 6th. So maybe you throw the world's best Halloween party or maybe you want to be known for that. So we'll get you nice and juicy for that party or maybe you want to throw an event, a Friendsgiving at Thanksgiving time or a Thanksgiving and host your family. Or maybe you want to do a holiday party but have never dared do it before or even the best New Year's party. So we see that this is sort of that time of the year where people are starting to gather we just want to get you guys really confident and comfortable with your homes. And we're going to teach you the art of space planning, the art of styling. Um, we're going to teach you how to make that guest bed in the most beautiful way possible. We're going to be answering questions. Um, Sue will probably be sketching things out for you. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot to unpack. It will probably be a little over two hours yeah. and we're putting together some of the best swag bags. All so favorite thing. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it. There's going to be a Q and a too, which yes. I'm really excited about. So yes. We want to hear from you. So everybody book your tickets. It will for sure be October 6th. It's a good excuse to come to Utah. We would love to meet you all. We're Grab super excited. Yes. Boyfriend. More details to come. Follow us on Instagram and be watching for the details on how to purchase tickets. They're limited. So I think they're going to go fast. Um, and um, again, our Instagram handles are Alice Lane Home or Alice Lane Interior Design. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Alice Lane Interior Design. Both of those are on Instagram. So follow those. We'll get all the tickets and everything ready to go. And then I think they're going to sell out fast. So make sure and snag I them up. they're going to sell out fast. <laughs> yes. Ooh, and we yeah. want to meet you. So please come. It will be so fun. Okay. So let's get into it. How to lean into to that editorial element. Oh my gosh. We didn't even. You're right. Yeah. Let's Who unpack that. Who are we? Who are y'all? I'm good. Yeah. We're experiencing the most beautiful weather that Utah has had. We had the monstrous, most monstery winter we've ever seen in my living lifetime. And we're actually having this really Utah's living lifetime. Yes. It's and we're right having there. this really beautiful, mild sort of, it's technically still spring when we're recording it. It's June while we're recording this. 
Um, so on the calendar year, June is still in spring, but kids are out of school. So it feels like summer and we all call it summer, but it's like these beautiful 70 degree kind of humid, gorgeous days, which Utah is a desert. It's always dry. It's usually 90 degrees by now, hot. Like when you get in your car after work, you're like, oh man, blast the air, unroll the windows, cool this down. It's amazing. I feel like I'm in a Nicholas Sparks movie, guys. I do too. I go on this walk every night behind my house through this enchanted forest. You go and make out with Adam, don't you? And I go and make out with my husband. And um, this beautiful walk is like the length of my neighborhood, but it's behind the neighborhood in this little forest. And then we end up at this big, beautiful Frisbee golf course at, at the end of our neighborhood. And we walk around it with our puppy and then we walk back into the forest and walk home that way. And it's like two miles. And so it's like not too long. You're not that tired, but you like get your body moving after dinner. Mm -hmm. It's so great. You guys, I can't stop. I feel like I'm in a movie every it, time your, I go walking there. Your stories look amazing. Yeah. We got yeah. caught in a rainstorm last night and it was the most Talk fun. Talk about Nicholas Sparks movie. Yes. And then he whisked you, <laughs> whisked you to the shady tree <laughs> yeah. and laid out with I you. was laughing <laughs> yeah. so hard. I luckily was wearing a hat because Surprise. I'm always trying to keep like the UV rays from hitting my old skin so that I don't get melasma. And so I'm like, my sunscreen's probably worn off. I better wear a hat to just keep the, spot, the age spotting from happening, right? So luckily I wore a hat last night, a big hat with a big brim. And my husband was completely wet. His hair was like wild dripping water down. All of his clothes were soaking wet. Luckily, That's what makes it fun though. It was I so know. fun. I don't know if you guys have intentionally walked into a rainstorm, but it's amazing. It smells so good. Mm. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. This sound, so this may like, this may sound like normal like we don't get a ton of rain like during we're, spring we're in the de we're in a desert yeah yeah, yeah like our everyone. mountains right now are greener than i've ever seen them i can't believe it i'm like do is this the alps yeah. like what is happening in like, utah it's like scotland over yeah, there talk yeah. About, yeah utah's yeah. so cute this year yeah yeah the snow did us good incredible Ooh. i know so voluminous so voluminous it's, incredible. it's like big hair for grass i, I love it yeah i know i've gotten into gardening yeah. You can't stop you guys. It is, it is infectious. It really is. Yeah. Once you, you plant something, you're like, oh my gosh, it likes it here. It likes my soil. It likes my dirt. I better get it friends. You can see why it's <laughs> like know. such a therapeutic hobby for so many people. So They're like, I'm into gardening. And you're like, well, that's like saying you're into crocheting. But legit, when you do it, it really is so gratifying to, to keep living things alive. Yeah, and you check them in the morning and you check them at night and you smack your kid when like, takes its strike onto it. And you're uh -huh. just like, don't worry your baby brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I just planted what that. are you planting? Tell the people. I have this like little vestibule between like, that's my entry. It's kind of this, I live in a 1971 farmhouse, but it's kind of Palm Spring-esque where it has mm -hmm. this kind of covered porch area that's long. And there's two planters on each side as you walk up. Mm -hmm. And I've never planted anything in there. Um, but I'm like, this is my year. I'm going to plant these. And so we tilled them, we filled them with good soil. And there's these like, Anyway, I planted two, like a couple honeysuckles so that they can kind of create this mm -hmm. arbor to crawl up some clematis, hostas, because it's shaded. Mm -hmm. So all the shade loving plants I love, like hostas and ferns. Mm -hmm. And I feel like their colors are the most black beautiful clover too. that's yeah. so beautiful. Oh, pretty. It'd be the ground cover and these like bright yellow spots. Anyway, it's just mm. like, I'm just It's going to be an aromatic experience. I know. Yeah, Gosh. it's going to be like an Aveda salon in there. And then like I... I and, and not in the shaded. I um I planted most of them last year, but like kind of this lavender ledge because I love lavender. Pretty. And I like honeybees. And we have this like big tree that like gets all the honeybees. And so I'm like, let's give them some food. Let's make the lavender and the linden tree and like 
Mm. I just think it's so pretty and just kind of wild, a wild hair day. Oof, I love it. Pretty. It's I awesome. love it. What are you doing, Corey? Same. Yeah. Garden. I mean, yeah, right now is gardening season. Marnie Nicholas Sparks movies. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Running through rainstorms. Uh-huh. Just the usual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've planted our garden too. And when you were like, oh, yeah, you check, like I check on it, like, every couple of hours, which sounds so stupid. And I'm like, what am I, am I expecting there just to be like all of a sudden just a bunch of tomatoes, but I'm not kidding you. I checked it like right. The tomato plants, like right when I got home, cause I had recently planted them run the drip and then we like gave them some, I don't know, some food, food and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Sunday. And so Monday got home, checked it. And then that night, like before we were going to bed, like Mari was like, Hey, I just went and checked the tomato plants and there's two tomato, like tiny tomatoes in, in hours. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. I was like, that's why I check them every couple hours, babe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like seriously. I know like I probably, the fastest way to kill like any of your plants is to love them too much. And mm-hmm. I feel like I love mine too much because I want to see the soil dark. So I'm always like, I better go water it mm-hmm. again. The soil gets dark and pretty. Yeah. That's when it looks its very best. Totally. And then when they soil. Yeah. And then when like, they start like maybe not looking good, I'm like, am I overwatering it? Am I underwatering it? Yeah. I just, I, it's so yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it really a big, is. it's a deep relationship, guys. Harder than kids. Yes. Golly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> no, fun kidding. though. It's yeah. so fun. Gardening. Okay. Gardening. That's, am I right? <laughs> seriously. I got the bug, Martha. I got the bug. Oh, okay. so fun. Well, we'll keep you guys what posted on that for the end of the summer. We're talking about how to give those the the room yes. that editorial element, yeah, that slap are. in the face. Okay. There we go. Fantastic. Back yes, yes. So, um, uh, Kelsey Wobbler, she wanted to know how do you lean into bringing the editorial element to your work, like the slap in the face. It seems like there's a way to bring black into otherwise neutral spaces. What are some of the ways that you guys do this? So, I think whether it be black or color or anything right with an opinion with an opinion makes it editorial cheers yes yeah something unexpected something that's not too played out yeah right a new and interesting way Uh as the rest of the pieces in the room you know i think that those are the most editorial moments is when you get that one funky chair that like Mm -hmm. is from the country that the people love that live there Mm -hmm. you know um, I think Kelsey, I, I, any designer and any listener that's just like designing your own space and want to have the editorial look, I think it's a really introspective thing, you know, cause again, we design for a human, mm-hmm. like all of our clients are so individual, um, from one to the next. And it's our job. It's your job, Kelsey, to understand who you're designing for and how cool they are and bring out that coolness in the, in how you skin the room and the pieces that you put on top. So that's what creates an editorial is just like trying to dissect, you know, who the person is and bring that to the surface so that like when people walk in, they're like, oh my gosh, this looks so much like you, Jessica Bennett. Uh-huh. I remember when you told me that story about that place, this is, did you get that there? And then you're like, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did. <laughs> I think, I think a good way also to help some of the designers get there or yourself get there. If you're listening, um, we were sort of dissecting, you know, some of the editorial projects. Suze was like, what do you think some of our most editorial work is? And I was like, like more recently in the last five or so years, I feel like our project Tiger Oak got a lot of buzz. Not only was it a parade home, um, and it was the cover of, um, house beautiful's kitchen issue it also kitchen of the year kitchen of the year yes it also was one that just got a ton of attention for just how unique it was and all of this stemmed from the client herself and so Susan was just reflecting back she was like do you remember when we went to that first time consultation the homeowner 
lived in the old house that we knocked down to build the new house on. She loved her neighbors. And she was like, do you remember we were asking her questions and she would bring stuff out of her closet and we were like, what? No way. I had no idea that you were so passionate about fashion because all you wear is black jeans with a black shirt, much like Steve Jobs. Usually. And she's a sneakerhead, So yeah. amazing sneakers. But we had no idea this was going on. And you have to sort of get in this deeper layer with people in order to start to pull this out. A good way is to look at their purchasing decisions. What are you obsessed with? What do you collect? Um, I want to see like your latest purchases. What like, is there anything that you're really passionate about? What do you want to collect? I think a lot of people like hold and they're just like, oh wait, I just don't have the house. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to buy the collection until I have the house. Mm-hmm. So we, we find that a lot that people have just like, kind of like put the brakes on it, mm-hmm. you know? So like, what are they curious about? What do they want to like learn more about? Mm-hmm. I think we're all, we're all sh- should be in like this ever state of just like growing, learning, you know, what is your interest? And then you kind of expound on that. Yeah. What are ways you guys have done this in your own homes? This is, this was not on the outline. So I'm going rogue right here. Yeah. I don't know. I, we've said this before that like, again, all my, all my favorite design books are like featuring designers and artists mm-hmm. because they, and designers it, in their own homes designers is, in their own is home. a favorite of ours. And I think, I think those feel editorial to me and the most fascinating to me because it's not formulaic. you like, you couldn't, you couldn't, you very unlikely would put that together in like one design session because like they're, they're all so each piece is quite individual and came from an, a different corner of the world. Yeah. You know, or just, it, it expresses things so individually, but it feels like the person, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And I think typically for any designer or artist, just correct me if you don't think this is correct, but um, we, we know what we love. Mm-hmm. We grab what we love. We do. Know? It's an and emotional so it's buy. This curation. Some it's people, curation some things. people eat emotionally and they like get spaghetti and you know, lasagna, they go crazy on it. I feel like we are emotional about our collections and we're not necessarily curating them for a room and we don't curate the room first and then buy it. We're slowly picking up this and that over the years and we don't worry about where it goes. We worry about it moving us, right? Mm -hmm. It'll find a home. Because we've we've seen furniture all day, every day. It's what we do. We're in it. And so it's when you get a reaction inside your gut and you're like, oh, I have to have this. You don't necessarily think so much about where does it go? You just get it. And then we figure it out for the most part. Right. I would say, yeah, we just kind of buy one thing at a time. And, and also that it can move through the house. Right. I'm like always moving my furniture around to keep me from burning my house down or wanting to build again. I'm just like, I got to change something. You know what I I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think I'm like, for me, it's art, you know? So mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I have way too much more than I can like fit on any of my walls, but like, it's emotional, you know, and it moves you. And so at some point, you know, like you, you rotate things around and like, I think my art's what gives my house at it, you know, the edit. Mm-hmm. I think like, even when I lived in the attic, I remember Tom and I were at a antique store and we were redoing the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I had drawn up an island, but then we saw in this like random room, this old Indian dowry. And we're like, that's awesome. You know? And Tom's just like, we should use that for the Island. I was like, Oh my gosh, we totally could. Mm-hmm. We should use that for our Island. Mm-hmm. So it's just like having your eyes opened for yourself as you're traveling to just be open to the possibilities, mm-hmm. because I think that's what makes it editorial. You know, yeah. when you pull on something that is almost unexpected. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a problem to solve, 
um, that when you go out into the world, I feel like your mind is quickened to it. 100%. Like Corey and I yeah. were just antique shopping just in North Carolina. We went out to a fabric show and we were trying to scratch our heads on the base of a dining chair. And um, we're working with a factory overseas that's creating it. And they had their own take on it. We're like, no, no, no. We drawings this, but we could see engineering wise that we needed to change it up. And so we were going just for fun to this antique store and we saw the base of every dining chair we were quickened to. We were like, okay, that could work. And then we saw later on a little ways down another chair in between antique shopping, we were able to solve this problem because we were seeing it in real life, much like you knew you were looking for an Island and then voila, all these other things could become an Island base, right? Line, yeah. So you guys will see this in your own projects, but I think looking for that interesting thing that's unlike the other things is going to make it editorial. You could have done an Island that matched the cabinets yeah. in the same shade of paint, but because you used the Indian dowry and came up with a top for it, it was the thing that was editorial and stood out. So you have to be willing to go against the grain, which is sometimes unnatural. And it depends on if your client is for that or not. But I feel like a really good example of this is Vincent Wolf. Mm, he yeah. at all times has like some sort of carved African stool or carved African chair or some sort of artifact that doesn't fit in against all the other very simple profiled pieces, you know, he usually has like a Parsons table or a four poster bed or something simple, but then he always throws in this cacophony of a really heavily carved something. And the slick against the rough is this beautiful contrast that creates this editorial moment. It's also dark in color where the bed might be white. And so you're looking for something that's going to be the opposite and that's master of contrast. Yes, he is. Yeah. I feel like he's a really, really good study of that. You can, and also though, if you have a client that wants a really peaceful, serene moment, she might not want the cacophony of something like that, but it is going to be the thing. Maybe it's the gloppy oil painting above the bed that's in a, you know, a bright array of colors or something like that. It's going to make the room more interesting. It's going to make them more of an individual and their story is going to be told more than just an analogous sea of topes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes that little layer, um, we talk about this a lot because a lot of times it's a top layer, you know, like you can, I think to your point, when you're going antique shopping or going to a show or just like being quick into details, there's a lot of times I've gone to market and we're looking at furniture, but I look at the top of a cabinet. I'm like, Oh, I like the way that they finished that. I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of that and use that as a crown detail on on, like my next project. Cause that's really fantastic. Yeah. You know, so I think even just like on as designers, like for design details, look in an ordinary places and you'll come up with something new. But I think the top layer you can get so much credit for. And in like, say you're in a house right now that you're not in a remodel or a new build, but you want to figure out how can I get a more editorial look? You just have to buy an iconic chair, Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you know, buy, buy something or, or paint a room you know, and then find that contrasting thing that will really stand out from it or to that painting that like is just really not everyone, not everyone's going to be a fan of it. And that's okay. That's what makes it editorial, mm-hmm. you know, but it's what makes it you. And I, and honestly, like all of our projects, it's because they're for the individual and because we're trying to like get all the juices out of them and reflect the coolest version of them in that space. That's what makes it editorial, you know? Yep. So yeah, I agree. It's not necessarily as easy, Kelsey, as what you were saying, which is, um, is there a way to bring black into an otherwise neutral space? It's not so much about just black and neutrals. It's it's more depth of character than just that. I think the black and white interior, we're just talking with a magazine editor, 
And he was just saying like, that's the thing that we don't want to see anymore of the black windows with the white interior, you know, and just having contrast where what we're really wanting is like richness of character. We want your story to be told. We want um, that to contrast. Individuality yes. is what makes it editorial. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And color right now too is really important, but that one of a kind thing that nobody else can get, you know, I think we've all experienced that with an influencer. We're like, yes, I like your shirt, but where did you get that necklace? And they're like, oh, this it's been, is my mom's from her wedding or whatever. And you're like, oh, I can't have it. But then you love it even more because it is that one of a kind, unique thing that's individually and so her. No one else has. Yeah. And that's, that's what you want in a great edit. Yeah. Great, great interior. Yep. Totally. Um, okay. What's what else? On here? Yes. Extra credit for you. Oh, murals, patterns. Um, Right now, I feel like we're seeing in wallpaper, murals are like all the rage more than a little print. Yeah. Depends on how you're going to use it, but the powder baths and um, the full rooms, maybe it's a, an office for her, maybe it's a bedroom, maybe it's a dining room. Murals are really the big, big movement that we've been seeing for the last couple of years. Yeah, and we did it in like Rachel's home where we did, Parcel's home where we did the Gracie paper, both in Isla's room and her bedroom. And it was beautiful. But then I feel like even now we're, and we're still specifying Gracie, if that's like what the client feels like is the right thing. Um, but we also are like seeing like even more, I don't know, like painterly mm -hmm. um, murals where it just looks, it looks very individual. You know, it looks like the artist came and they painted it on the walls in a life-size mm -hmm. version that kind of transports you from into a room. And that's so editorial. Speaking of Tiger Oak, the Gucci, yeah. you know, the Gucci herons, like yeah, ridiculous. They went viral. It's so fantastic because of the scale and just like, you just feel like you're in a different land, mm -hmm. different world. And so I think, yeah. It, and again, it's, it's totally cocooning, you know, like mm -hmm. when you can, I think color does that same thing. Murals, saturation of color on all planes. Um, that's editorial because it, it makes you feel, it changes something in your brain Yeah, and it makes you feel different and that's mm -hmm. editorial and yeah. anything you put on top of it is editorial. Also, it's really fun to sit back and watch how people react to it. Mm -hmm. I'm going back in my mind to that parade home and mm -hmm. I can't remember how many thousands of people toured a Tiger Oak as a parade home, but you just didn't expect to see that in a powder bath and murals weren't all the rage yet. And so to see birds that large scale, the pink paper and then the toilet, the way it flushed was also an experience. Like a Victorian. Uh-huh. Where you pull the handle on it from up above, the tank was up on the wall. And um, anything that you can really give people an experience, especially in the small amount of time you're going to have in a powder bath, the memory point of that people are, it's like, it's stickier. They remember these things because they don't get to experience them very often. So in a home, if they don't experience an Indian dowry very often for an island, it's going to have this memory point. It's going to be really special. It's going to be that editorial slap in the face that you want it to. So kind of change the way that you think about putting in that same standard toilet that you always love and consider what would be really special or the way that you're going to wash your hands, what would make that a really fun, unique, special experience for your guests. Or the stone too, like find something that feels, you know, a little uncomfortable for you, but that you're still drawn to, mm -hmm. you know, or something, you know, you have a pair of shoes that you saw on your clients, you know, that she only wears on the weekends, throw that in a slap on their, in their powder room, you know, do yeah. something with color with that. And when you pull it back to, remember your favorite shoes that you showed me that you wear on the weekends, whenever you go on those dates, 
you're going to get to experience those in the powder bath. Look at this slab. You know what I mean? You keep pulling, you keep pulling that thread. And I feel like that connects people to their design. Yeah. Which is really powerful. And I hope this is the case, like for all of our clients, not for all your clients or you, if you're shopping for yourself, that you give your, you give them permission to be their like craziest version of themselves when they're with you. Mm -hmm. So that when they make selections, they're more brave and they're more unique and they, they just feel 100% them. And they're not worried about what their mother, their neighbor, their sister thinks because like, it's not their house. Mm -hmm. Don't that you'll never get an editorial look if you're doing what you saw on the last parade home. Oh gosh. Like, please don't. Um, Yeah. Let them have that. That's their house. Let them have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not you. Totally. So get more interesting. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a hobby, damn it, get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, last thing I think we should talk on is um, space planning. It's another topical layer, mm. but I do feel like the arrangement of furniture pieces and the conversation between the furniture when nobody's in the room is a really beautiful thing to be able to look in and see how the party could happen in that space and have it be an interesting arrangement. Um, that's something that is also, I feel like editorial putting the heroes where they need to be, um, having, you know, those little extra chairs in front of the mantle or the day bed in the room. Um, just the posture of things makes you feel more relaxed. It makes you feel more individual. It also just looks like the pieces themselves could sort of sit and have a conversation. So as you rearrange things, um, I think kind of turn things on their head. And one thing that's really good to do is sometimes look at some of your favorite concept photos, whether it be on Pinterest or go to that saved file on Instagram where you save your favorite things. You're going to see some really beautiful and interesting um, room arrangements. It's probably one of my favorite things to DM people I work with is like, look at the space planning in this room. Mm -hmm. Like they turn it on its head. You wouldn't expect it. And that gives a room that editorial punch, I feel like. I, remember, I can't remember if it was probably Thomas O'Brien's, one of his rooms um, where he had a bed. Mm-hmm. And like, we've all seen the bed. We've seen the nightstands. We've seen when there's a settee at the foot of the bed, but they took chairs or he had a chair and it was just sitting next to the bed. Like a kid dragged it over to sit on it and tell his mom about his date mm-hmm. or something, you know? And it was just like, Oh gosh, you could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. So it invites that person to come and talk to me yeah. and I'm comfortably in bed, but I want to hear the story. Yeah. You know, so, totally. And I love that. It's, it's, it's um, it creates intimacy. I feel like, and even with an empty room, which is how we experienced it, we made up that story to go along with why that chair he wasn't there telling would be us sitting that. right up against that rail of the bed facing mm-hmm. the person that would be sitting with a pillow behind their head. Or maybe it's that someone was sick and you just needed to like hold their hand at the, like their well, hospice was there. I don't know. You know, you just, yeah, you it's intimate these moments mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's powerful. Um, so those are a few ideas that we have about how to lean into that editorial slap in the face. Thank you for the question, Kelsey. Um, you guys stay tuned for the Dear Alice live event. Details to come. It's going to be good. And if you have any questions for us, please send them to dearalice at alicelanehome.com. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 